Hey, Bushwick Breakaway fans, welcome to a bonus episode of the Bushwick Breakaway. I'm here with my good friend, Greg Kaplan. Greg, let's talk baseball. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, baseball. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to start with the World Series. Hit me. I watched the 18-inning game, and it was a mistake. I, <laughs> I, 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 while I was watching it, because, you know, Kinsler makes that terrible throw to first. It's miserable. One of the worst throws I've ever seen to end the game. Not blocking in. It was bad. It was really bad. And uh, I, I watch it, and, and it goes to extra. Like, it goes to, like, what, I think the 11th or 12th inning or something like that. And I was like, all right, I'm in for the long haul. I'm talking to our good friend Joe Binks. He's like, I don't think I can make it. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. The game's still going. The game finally ends at, like, 4 a.m. And, and I, at the game ends, like, Mac Muncy hits the home run, and I go, huh, that was a good game. And I go, why did I do that? There's no reason I, I ruined my whole Saturday because I slept like an asshole from like 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. Got nothing done. I just sat around the house on a rainy day. It was miserable because I did I fucked my sleep schedule. Now it was. No, I think that was I think that was a Friday. Oh, when you fucked your Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah fucked yeah, my I Saturday. Correct. So it was a miserable experience to watch the whole game. It was a legendary game. No one could hit the the Evaldi pitching experience mixed with the Buer pitching experience. Where it was. Two of the best performances I've seen by pitchers all year long. The Evaldi thing is incredible. I, I, he's going to get paid, and I don't know where from. Someone's I, uh, I, was, I was thinking to myself, there is nothing, and I've said this on the podcast multiple times, there's nothing in this world more stressful than MLB playoffs just because the unpredictability of each pitch and the momentum swings that happen from a singular moment that is straight up, Coming out of nowhere. I think you could make a case for NHL, by the way. I think you can. I don't. Because even then, you you kind of – there's a flow to the game that you can understand. Mm-hmm. Baseball, you hang a you hang a curveball on a one-two count. You're done. And the, the, it, you don't see it coming. Um, it's like someone is just standing on your chest for three hours a night. Well, what about eight I, hours? Yeah, I, I, I honestly wouldn't be able to fathom if the Mets were playing that game in the play, in a World Series. I would I would be catatonic the entire time. You would be trying to talk to me like Greg. How you feeling? I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's, it, it's hour seven, Ryan. <laughs> it's two two. We're going to the eighteenth. I don't. I honestly, I I don't know what I would have done if that was I, I, whoever your favorite team is: Mets, Yankees, Rays, whoever you happen to root for. If that's your squad, I don't know how you survive that ball game. And then if you're on the wrong end of that ball game, I don't know how you even. Get out of bed the next day. The, the best, the game. best way is that you go and you win the next two to win a World Series, and that's what the that's Red Sox bad. did. Now, uh, as everyone who listens knows, I'm a huge Yankee fan. Oh, um, no, biggest, big Yankee fan. Definitely not a Rays fan whatsoever. And I, I have a few takeaways from this World Series that are not going to be popular. Cool. I have two important questions to also ask you. I'll let you go first. Okay. I don't think the Yankees should sign Manny Machado. Mm, okay, incorrect take, but go on. I know, I know. I know how Did good he is. Attitude reason why? Yeah, I hated the way he played. I hated it. I know how good he is. I, I get it. But, and I, 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 this is a terrible sports take. I, I'm aware what I'm about to do. Okay. I don't want a guy like that in a Yankees clubhouse, which to me has a lot of positive vibes in it. Has, has a good sports culture. Has Aaron Judge. Has these guys that like have a lot of fun. I didn't realize how dirty Manny Machado actually is, and then I watched the compilation of it being dirty on uh, you know it was on our baseball the other day. I was like, whoa, this guy's awful. 
Now, I get how good he is. I, I, I understand. And they're probably going to sign him, right? But if I'm the Yankees, I'm taking a good hard look after that World Series and being like, is this a guy we really want? Because he admitted to being lazy. He he pips a single. He pipped a single, Greg. It, he thinks it's out, and he walks. It takes him 7.17 seconds to get to first base. Yeah. Are you yeah, kidding it me? It did. Um, That's embarrassing. Now before, before, I let you go, before I let you go any further, yeah, here's the thing, Ryan. I, I get what you're saying. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Manny Machado is a once-in-a-generation talent to hit the free agent market. Players like Manny Machado simply do not become free agents anymore. So not only is it it's, – it's, it's even weirder that he and Harper are entering in the same year. And Harper's definitely not going back to D.C. He's already announced that. <laughs> So, he is also definitely not going to the Yankees. I think Yankee fans need to get that thought straight out of their head. I don't it just, think he's going either. It doesn't – I mean, it makes sense in the terms of he's a power-hitting left-handed superstar. So, of course, the Yankees will be interested. Uh, you just don't – like, the Yankees need an infielder. It, it, it's not that hard. They need to move Andujar off third base. And he, he needs to be a first baseman stat. Didi is out for the year. Yes. Glaber is great. It's just you need an infielder. You're an infielder short. And you need, yeah, you, yeah, you need an infielder. And Manny Machapo is so good. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna like it if he's a if he's a Yankee. I it's gonna be really I think hard to gonna, root. I think you're gonna fucking it's gonna love be it. Really hard to root for him because I'm definitely I, a huge Yankee fan. I don't think he's gonna that hard to root for. Yeah, he's a he's a scummy piece of shit when he's not on your team. But then when he's on your team, you're like this fucking guy rocks. Stepping on someone's ankle. At he didn't like step that. on him. He yes, kicked he it. did. He, he fucking it. stepped on it. Fine. If you don't want Machado, he can come to the Mets. We. Uh, I was gonna ask you. Do you yeah, think there's a chance he's a Met? No, because it's gonna cost money. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Let me get um, let me get to my second point about this the World Series, and then we'll, yeah, and then I and then I have I have two questions for you. Okay. I don't hate the Red Sox. That's because you're not a Yankee fan. <laughs> I, 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 even if I was still a huge Giant Rays fan, which I might be. Um, they're, they're super likable, man. Who's, who, who would you hate on the Red Sox man, is the question. The team is so good and like fun. I like like Evaldi a lot. Mookie Betts is so damn likable and so talented. I like J.D. Martinez. David Price is a former Ray. And although the Yankees shit on him, uh, it was cool to see him win for once. Mookie, Mookie Betts, Andrew Benintendi um, are superstars that you I, can like. I Jackie don't... Bradley Jr. is incredible to watch in terms of Defense. just athletic performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bogarts is fun. Chris I, Sale is dominant. I don't like I, I don't like Bogarts or Devers that much, but everyone else like, I'm kind of in on. It's, they're a really fun team, and I really feel like there was no fluke. They were just the better team the whole playoffs through mm-hmm. everyone. They're just a superior team that, guess what, can do everything you need to do in baseball. They have really and no flaws. Alex Cora, Ball. There's, a reason why, there's a reason why I wanted the Mets to make him their manager because that man knew he, don't, he didn't give a fuck. He, would, he doesn't care who you are. If you can pitch and if you're in a situation where that guy is the best guy you can put out there, doesn't care if you're a starting pitcher, doesn't care if you're a reliever, you're going in the game. Ballsy. So ballsy. Loved just, it. Just the whole time, I'm going for the kill every single game. I'm bringing Bill it, and it, it, it. That's what he did. But it, he did. I, mean, like, I know, but he just literally took Bill Simmons' word. Fine. I, I like what he did with Evaldi, and especially in the seventh inning when he was like, I'm not coming out. And Cora was like, good, because we have nobody else left. I loved how he used Eduardo Rodriguez the entire series. 
the Red Sox were like, fuck, I don't have a reliable left-handed reliever to bring in in this situation. I'm going to bring in the guy I know that can get outs. And it's Eduardo Rodriguez. I do like how Drew Pomeroy just didn't bitch. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we're, because we're, playing, we're playing everyone. I don't know why you're on this roster, but you're the one that's not playing. He couldn't get outs. And if you couldn't get outs, fuck it. I'm not going to use you. Yeah. Congratulations. Collect the check. Good for him. No, I, I loved what Alex Corey did the entire postseason. As a baseball uh, fan, I really, uh, I liked that the better team won. And I don't think the Dodgers really had it. They had anything really. Oh, I just realized I have three questions for you now. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm ready for them. Line them up. They're all Dodger related questions. Oh, good. First one. Ooh, this is Dave hot. Roberts. Dave Roberts keep his job. No. There's, right. There's no way. Not after his last two World Series performances? Oh, they're brutal, Greg. They're so bad. And not that I think they could have won the Astro Series easily. I I don't... But he just got outclassed by Alex Cora, right? So uh, it, it's one of those situations where you're watching and it's it's almost like Greg, Dave I'll... Roberts might be a good manager, but you know he's not as good as Alex Cora, so you have to go out and try and find something better. I'll be honest with you, Greg. I think outclassed is being kind to what happened to Dave Roberts. It wasn't It wasn't pretty. To bring in Madsen in those high-leverage situations, to take yeah. out Rich Hill, even though Rich Hill came and said, I'm looking tired. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I honestly, uh, in in game three, uh, after the seventh inning, I was like, I'm, I don't give a fuck how many pitches Bueller throws. I'm not taking him out. How could you take him out? I, I, you can't, and yet he did. Uh, he, I, I know his, he said, he said, man, usage, he said management, usage were, management came and said to him, like, you got to take Bueller out like, for what, man? Fuck, fuck. If management said that. Fuck management. What is management worried about? The point is to win a world series, isn't it? The whole point Bueller of the game is to win the world series. Bueller is pitching his balls off. You have to have him in there. I don't give a, he threw 110 pitches. Fuck him. He can throw another 15. Yeah, we got 15 more for Bueller. We're good. Jesus Christ. He was throwing 99 in the seventh. Yeah. Of all like, the, fuck it. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, he just – he Alex Cora pushed every right button. Dave Roberts couldn't fucking buy a button no, if he tried. he couldn't. And I just don't see – it's just like, you know, like when you have a good relationship but you have that one fight that you always go back to. And like three years later, you're still fighting about it. Like, remember when yeah, we did this? You, you, had, you had two with Roberts. I know. that one. The one fight was the 2017 World Series and then – you had a 2018 World Series. It would too, still be a good relationship. Like you'd still go out on the weekends. Your friends would know each other. It's solid. You're comfortable, but it's not the one. And that's you, how I feel about Dave Roberts. Do you think the Dodgers are better off with Joe Girardi? I think Joe Girardi, just like you think Harper's going to the Cubs. I believe Joe Girardi is going to the Cubs next year. Interesting. I think Gir- Girardi's actually a lock to be the Cubs manager next year after Joe Madden retires. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know how you keep Dave Roberts. I really don't. I, I feel like you got to his summit. I don't know if there's a hill left to climb with him. I don't think I don't think he's the guy you want in your foxhole in a must-win World Series game because I wouldn't trust him to make the right move. I think I know your third question. Well, that's good because I have a second question before the third one. Oh, that's nice. Have we ever seen a phenomenon like we've seen with playoff Clayton Kershaw? No, we have not. Because It is unfathomable, right? The, the guy goes from the greatest pitcher of this generation to an average or below average starter who feels incredibly hittable and has a 5.49 ERA in the playoffs, I believe. Uh, 4.28 career RA in the playoffs, 5.46 career in the world series. That was close. Yes. So Um, yeah, this is a guy who when given context to eras and 
offensive environments he's pitching in probably has a case for top three or four left-handed starting pitchers of all time. Oh, has the case is there. It's actually not that hard of a case to make. No, you, you can. He's one of the guys where the only reason why he doesn't win a Cy Young every year is because you're bored giving it to him, right? Almost, yeah. Or he has, it, it's, or he has an injury that he's out eight weeks and it's like right. But it, it's like guy. it's it's Troutian to a certain point where we know that Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher in baseball. We're tired of giving him the award that proves it. Um, and then you go into the playoffs and he's Alex Wood. I don't get it. He's not, he's not great. And I, I, I try to, we, I, we have a group of friends that we talk to every day and we try and make these sports comparisons to the only thing I can think of. It would be like if Tom Brady showed up to the playoffs every year and just laid an egg. It's like more interceptions than touchdowns, Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of another. Like Peyton was still pretty good in the playoffs. I mean, he's won twice. I, um, I can't think of anyone, anybody else that really has gotten this like early LeBron. But even early LeBron, like he got to the finals his first year and he was incredible. But early LeBron, you can tell it was his teammates. Like when he was in Cleveland, LeBron was doing everything he fucking could to win a title. It reminds me of the Maver- stuck with the Juan Wagner, the Mavericks final LeBron, where he just was mentally so checked out, had an eight point game, was mind fucked. And totally just didn't have it. But there's really no comparison where a superstar of that caliber just loses their fastball, literally, um, when, yeah. they're, when they're in that situation. One of his best postseason series was the 2015 NLDS against the Mets. And even then, every time Kershaw pitched, I was like, yeah, we got a chance. But then there's other pitchers. Like, I didn't feel like Sale was really dominant uh, this postseason. Sale's injured, though. He really is. Uh, he was He's sick, too. legit injured. Uh, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what he's battling, but he was not 100%. No, but they're like, Madison Bumgarner, a couple years ago, was the scariest man on earth. Oh, Um, not a couple. uh, The 2016 wildcard game, the Mets were going up against Bumgarner, and I said, (laughs) it was a nice season. We're not winning. I I knew the Mets were going to win that game. Good time. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I was just just like, the the only hope the Mets could have is, it goes extra innings the, and Bumgarner comes out the after Royals, The Royals World Series Bumgarner is just... I, it's the I, greatest single season, single postseason performance in any sport I've ever seen. It's. I went back and actually watched the highlights, funny, funnily enough. You yes, don't even yes, have to watch out. Just look at his fucking stat line from that World Series. He threw like 27 <laughs> innings. He came out in the... I remember when he came out in Game 7. It was like, what, the fifth inning? They were like, they're bringing in Bumgarner. I was like, what? <laughs> and then he re- fits the rest of the game. <laughs> Anything of a run? You unbelievable. Yeah, oh, the God. Bumgarner in 2014 is... And he was like, he was like 26 or 25 during that. It's unbelievable. Totally. What a guy. Um, so... The question two rolls into question three. Mm-hmm. Does Clint Kershaw need to leave Los Angeles? Yes. Yes. Now where's I, he going? I don't. That's my next question. I I don't know where he goes. Boy, oh boy. But fuck if if you're the New York Yankees. But if you're the New York Yankees, if and you're the New York, Yankees, and you want to throw a bag at somebody, I the only the only person in baseball that I would say. Uh, is worth passing on Machado for is this guy. if you're the New York Yankees and I I know we just shit on him like totally as you, you, but at the, at the same time he's like this is the this is the thing that it always goes back to right he's Clayton fucking Kershaw at some point it it's it this can't be Clayton Kershaw's legacy right he can't be the greatest pitcher of all time that just blows in the playoffs it it, it has to give and is it I just don't think it's with the Dodgers. It, I think if you're Kershaw, I think he, he, 
I just say, if you're a Dodger fan, aren't you kind of tired of it too? I'm because- not, I'm tired of it. I, I don't want him to leave because I understand. But how do I ever really trust this guy again? I don't know. I, the Dodgers are so snake bitten from the last two years that if if they roll it back with Roberts and Kershaw, I I don't know, man. It, it's that's that's a hard one. To, that's a hard that's a hard nut to crack. I but if you're Kershaw, I just don't you just want to start over somewhere? Like fuck it, this ain't worth it. I'll get my paycheck wherever I go. Like if he goes if he goes to the Yankees, good God. If he goes to the fucking Red Sox, yeah. Well, the Red Sox he, already have the highest payroll. Um, in baseball. Yeah, so, so fuck it, like light it on fire, man. Yolo. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, well, the luxury tax is the luxury tax. Just keep going. Let's, think, let's think of serious suitors for him real quick before we move on. Right, legit the, the Yankees. Legit the Yankees. Um, I think you have to rule. You can't rule out the Cubs. Not that you just can't do it. I think you can. I, I think you look at everything that happened this year with Darvish, and they're just like, first of all, they're signing Harper. Yeah, they are. So I, I, I don't think they have it in them to give out. $600 million in contracts to two players. Uh, I know salary doesn't really mean shit to them, but y- you still can't give out $600 million to two players. Uh, you can't rule out the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, you I can't say it, but yeah, I just don't think he's a Cardinal. No, it doesn't. He's I just can't see him. I can't see him in Cardinal a, Red. Definitely not a giant. He would never go I don't there. Think, I, I don't think he stays in the NL West. I think you cross out all those teams. Are you ready for this one? Are you going to say the Astros? I'm going to say the Angels. I can't see it. Really? I can't see it. I I mean, as great it would be, it would be great to have Kershaw and Trout on the same and team. And Otani? Yeah, but even more heartbreaking for them still not to make the playoffs yeah. with these guys. It feels you like... Know what? If, if they add Kershaw, they're still not making it. It does feel like playoffs. his only options are really the Yankees. Yeah, I think... The Yankees, well, are... no, I, Yankees, Red Sox, for sure. Yep. I don't see the Indians spending the money. Yeah, I don't think that happens. I don't see anyone. I, you know, I, I could see the Astros. Man, he's a Texan. He, if, if he goes to the Astros, I will not be happy. <laughs> I mean, Keuchel, Keuchel's a free agent. Uh, Verlander only has, a, oh, what, a year or two left? He has a year left. Garrett Cole's a free agent after next season. I could see the Astros that's a little a bit there. That's a problem, Greg, if that happens. Ah, it'd, be fun. it'd be funny. I, but, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Kershaw only has so many homes he can go to. Um, ooh, what if you're the Nationals? Yeah, I thought about it. You, Harper, you, Harper dips on you. You have the money that you want to spend. You throw. You're, you were going to spend it on him anyway, and you go, hey, listen, we got a couple years here of – Kershaw Scherzer? Kershaw Scherzer, and you have we have these young kids who are incredible in Soto and Robles. We're going to oh, be competitive. God. As a New York Met fan, do you know how sweet it would be if Kershaw goes to the Nationals and they still don't win a fucking playoff series? <laughs> <laughs> Very oh my god, that would tickle me pink. Um, I would say Yankees, Red Sox, Astros, Nationals. Oh boy, it's it's gonna be one of the funnest off seasons in baseball in a long time. Yeah, unless you're a Met fan. You have a chance at Machado. Who knows? Let's get, uh, well, let, let's talk about that. Let's, let's get to it now because you had uh, the GM search down to two people. and that I, was, really wanted, I really wanted uh, my boy Chaim. Uh, Mr. Bloom. And then, I really uh, wanted Chaim Bloom. I did too for you. Um, and then you went instead with power agent. Yep. Uh, uh, what is his name, Foley? Van Brody Van Wagenen. Van Wagenen. EV Dubs. It's called uh, Van let's Buren. Re- I don't know why. Because uh, well, he's El Presidente now, baby. Yeah. Um, let's review the Mets on the roster that are Brody, Van Wagen, and clients, shall we? Mm-hmm. Noah Syndergaard. 
Yoani Cespedes, Todd Frazier, Brandon Nimmo, Jacob DeGrom, Tim Tebow. Oh, my God. Uh, I think there's a couple others I'm forgetting. Greg, can I just, just as you say this, Yeah. I'm like, this is a bad idea. Yeah, well, uh, funny story. If you remember, let's let's go back in the uh, on Men and Blazers. They call this the George Michael time machine. Uh, let's go back all the way to July. Okay. When Jacob Degrom's agent Brody Van Wagenen released a statement to the Athletic, wink, that uh, the New York Mets need to stop pussyfooting around with Jacob Degrom and either extend him or trade him. Those were Brody's words. Well, (laughs) 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 well, I guess you know Brody. Uh, You know what? It's a bold move by the Wilpons to be like, so you were saying, friend, uh, nut up or shut up here, buddy. What do you want to do? It really feels like Brody. Okay. And tell me if you're, if I'm wrong in this thinking. Oh, I would love to. He walked into that final meeting when they were between uh-huh. Bloom, who just helped a Tampa Bay Rays team that was destined to fail to compete at a really high level that would have made the playoffs if the Yankees and the Ray, uh, Yankees and the Red Sox weren't absolutely just straight powerhouses. Uh-huh. Out proceeded all expectations. Yep. And he went to that meeting and said, if you hire that guy, all your players you love will never sign with you. I see. That would be an interesting uh, BBW power play. But uh, like, but he didn't say it like that. Very passive aggressively. I understand if you pass on me, that would I would totally get that. But you know, my, I think my players would understand too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's almost like the Mets probably shouldn't have even taken a meeting with him in the first place. I don't um, understand. I don't know though. Here's, I've I've been wrestling with my opinions on B. First of all, through the fucking moon that it's not Doug Melvin. Good. Like, just, just couldn't be happier. Life's good. Uh, that guy would – this guy in 2015 stepped aside from being the Milwaukee Brewers GM because, in his words, uh, the game had passed him by. And that was one of the three finalists for the Mets job. Oh, A guy who three years ago said, I can't do this shit anymore. I'm out. Oh, boy. And the Mets were like, are you sure? Had the Brewers done anything since then? Oh, gotten really good? Interesting. Yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, it's – at the same – look – Doug Melvin would have been such a Mets hire and it would have been so fucking frustrating. And I would have been on the podcast saying shit like, why can't this team be original? Why can't it think outside the box for once in its fucking tenure? And now the Mets think outside the box. I'm like, are you sure you should have thought outside the box there, guys? So like, I I, I can't, pod can't call the kettle black here. I have no idea what's going to happen. And that's both exciting and fucking terrifying um okay so you know how like when a certain person like becomes president of the united states and then he keeps all his presidential assets otherwise i mean i mean his business assets not presidential assets and everyone's okay. just like yeah that's cool um well brody's brody is giving up his agency like, is he, he has to yeah he has to okay it, it's that's the law that was that was my next question i'm glad i well i yeah, don't know no. Greg, jacob, it, is, jacob DeGrom. it is 2018 i'm not sure it's true jacob Degrom is no longer a client of brody van wagen he's still going to be a client of caa but he's not brody's age like client anymore instead he's his employee okay wink sense. wink wink uh unbelievable i don't know what's going to happen with the new york mets i i i really don't what we do know is the reason why the Mets went with Brody instead of Ben Charrington 
is Charrington straight up said, I want to strip it down and build it in my own image. And the Mets said, no, we want to, we want to compete. So you at least know that the Mets aren't in for a rebuild, which means whatever the fuck you want it to mean that this team apparently is going to try and compete for a playoff spot next year. Um, there are a couple things that Brody has to do. First of all, uh, hire a front office. That would be great. Hmm. Um, the Mets had an analytics department of, I think, three last year. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, buddy. New York Mets baseball. You got to love it. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was one of the smallest, if not the smallest, in Major League Baseball. The New York Mets analytic department. I... The founder, the basic founder of Moneyball said, I don't need an analytics department. That is that's been the Mets for the last however long. That is criminal. Yeah. So uh first thing Brody should do is <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? The first thing Brody should do is hire Hyam Bloom. <laughs> that <laughs> should be his first order of business. Like I'm gonna hire should, the guy just I beat like, out. Yeah, he's like, you know who would really fucking help this Mets organization right now? Fucking that guy. That you know, is not the GM. You know what would be actually a smart move is if the Mets said, Hey, you guys are just going to be co-GMs. I don't see why yeah, that's an issue. But I, I can't see why either of them would have wanted to do that. Yeah. Right? Because your pride comes before the fall. Bloom probably gets a job somewhere else. Or he just I, – I, I, he's apparently in the running for the Giants gig. We keep forgetting there's another gig open. Yeah, okay. I think another – I think there's an also – is there another team without a GM right now? Uh, I, I know the Mets and the Giants were the big two. I don't, I don't, I don't know – it could, someone else it could be the I, Reds, but I'll double check. I don't think it's the Reds. They just hired a manager. It'd be really weird if the Reds hired a manager before GM. Mm, that's true. You're right. Um, I don't know why I want to say the Rangers. Did John Daniels step down? We'll double check this later. Yeah, not that important. Anyway, um, yeah, dude, I, I really don't know what the Mets are going to do. Because the, at the end of the day, everything comes down to are the Mets ever going to spend fucking money. Like, Manny Machado makes a lot of sense for the New York Mets because – I don't know if you know this. We don't really have a third baseman. Hmm. I don't. I don't. The funny thing is, oh my god! Imagine if the Mets sign fucking Machado, and then Brody basically puts Todd Frazier out of a job, who was his fucking client. Like it's shit like that that you have to think about. Yeah, like it. Like, it must have been this guy's dream to be a GM. I feel like he's actually giving up a lot of money. Oh, sorry, yeah, money it's, there. It's a, it's a four-year deal, mm-hmm. and he's got to give up his entire fucking agency. And if the Mets fire him, like I'm sure. If the Mets fire him, he can just go back to being an agent. But at some point, players are going to be like, uh, no, bro, you're, you're going to just ditch us again. GM. So, like, this – Brody's got more on the line than the Mets do, right? Because he's got to fucking put up. He He's sticking his neck out there. But you, you think of shit like that where will the Mets go after Manny Machado because Todd Frazier was represented by Brody? I think they will. I think you'll be, I, I think I, you'll be I, in I the discussion. I don't think – I don't think – I don't know where the money comes from. <laughs> you, guys like are, the, you guys are in a big market. I don't. <laughs> no, it's Queens is tiny. What are you talking about? It's Whoa. like the it's like the twelfth bureau. Yeah, um, sure. Um, the Mets should be in, again. The Mets should be in the market for Machado, and even even then, just fucking put Frazier at first. Put why did we sign Jay fucking Bruce, who I think is also a fucking Van Wagenen fucking agent. <laughs> like this entire team is Brody. Like Brody made the Mets. This this is why he's the GM. They're all his guys. That's it. Everyone that he's ever represented is a New York Met, including fucking Tebow. So they've had like, you know, I just wonder, I wonder how this conversation went. They called Sandy, who's obviously going through a lot right now. Well, and, no. So the story, the story goes, um, when Sandy stepped aside, the Mets called Brody and asked him, hey, 
we're compiling a list who are guys that you think are being underutilized in other organizations. And those conversations got to a point where the Mets were like, bro, do you want to just be our GM? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How this do you get so now? lucky, man? Like, he was like, oh, I, I do know a guy. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the same time, oh. at the same time, oh, this is stupid. you have to think of it. I, this is the way I choose to think of it. Yeah. The Mets were ready to walk away from Cespedes twice. The Mets were ready to never sign Todd Frazier. Um, I think Jason Vargas is on. There's, oh my God, there's half this, half this fucking team is Brody. Brody uh, boys. <laughs> the, the big thing is the Mets are ready to walk away from Cespedes twice. Yeah. And Brody got the Mets not just to re-sign Cespedes twice, but to record contracts in Mets terms. So he's obviously a guy that can get the Will Ponds to spend money. Mm-hmm. which might be the most valuable trait that exists in baseball. If he's a guy that can go to Jeff Wilpon and say, hey, that guy over there is worth $150 million and you need to fucking cough it up if you want this team to be good. If he has that skill, then I think it's a great hire. I'm just worried about literally everything else. Like, I, I don't know how he is with developing a farm system. There is so I don't, many... I don't, I don't know. I don't know his takes on uh, advanced analytics. I don't know how he feels about Mickey Calloway. I think that's the one guy in the Mets clubhouse he doesn't represent. Um, also, yeah, like not to say anything, but you've seen teams now get built and win through development for a few years. These Red Sox, yes, they went out and got Chris Sale, but they got Chris Sale by having prospects to trade. Yeah, but here's the here's the crazy thing: the Mets aren't old. No, right? they're, they're like, not. But you're you're looking at the Kansas City Royals, all homegrown. You're looking at yeah, but then but then you also saw what happened with the Kansas City Royals. But they won. They did. That'd be nice. They won. And yeah, this this is you. You want to know what the big problem is with the Mets? Tell me. They're good enough to think they have a fucking chance. That is the big problem because they have Degrom, they have Syndergaard, they have Wheeler, and they have Mats. Those are four legit starting pitchers. That's like someone you really. That's like four people you really want to go to war with. And yeah, if, and then you you also have Conforto. You have Nimmo. You have um, the savior, Jeff McNeil. And uh, the corpse of Ioannis Cespedes. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly not expecting Cespedes to play baseball in 2019. Are you serious? Yeah, you got two surgeries on both heels. Yeah. He's out until at least May. I'm, I, as a Met fan, if someone's out until at least May, they're just done. assume it's on. They're done for like, the season. Just, yeah, it, it's out. Um, the Mets have enough offensive pieces where – if, if they get a catcher, either – I mean, Wilson Ramos makes a fuckload of sense for the Mets as a free agent. Um, they have Pete Alonzo, who's ready to go at first base. They have a second baseman in Jeff McNeil in my mind. They have a shortstop in Ahmed Rosario, who was really good in the second half. Uh, they can convince themselves that they have Todd Frazier at third, or they could just – that's the problem. If the Mets sign Wilson Ramos and Manny Machado – I'm going to sit on this podcast and lie through my fucking teeth and tell you they're a 90-win team. Okay. Um, I'm going to be really excited when you sign Mike Moustakis. I really dislike you right now. I'm That's just, the meanest thing you've ever said I'm to me. just going to let you know. With three years, Mike Moustakis. Nah, here's, 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 you want to know what the, the Mets' real, real problem is? Yes. They have one reliever. One. They have Seth Lugo. That is the only guy in that bullpen that I would consider 
like a viable option for the team next season. That is an issue. But you, you know, you know what the other thing is. I don't plenty of fucking relievers on the open market, Ryan, including a guy by the name of Craig Kimbrell. Kimbrell, you know, that's not happening. No, but uh, that's not happening. I, here's here's the thing, and as a Met fan, this is what I've become accustomed to, Ryan. This is. This is the bullshit that I put myself through. You want to know what's going to happen? Yes. The Mets are going to do something like sign Cody Allen, and the entire winner is going to be like, ah, it was just one bad year. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Mick, Mickey was his guy in Cleveland. He'll bounce back. Wow, you're already setting the narrative. This is crazy. Yeah, dude. It, it, and then you want, to know what's going to, you want to know what's going to happen? It writes itself. You want to know what's going to happen? You I saw did. what fucking happened with Andy Swarzak this year? I did. Same fucking shit with I, Cody I, Allen, man. I did, firsthand. Yeah, I know. I traded him to you in fantasy. Uh, Thank I'm, you for the free draft pick, man. I get, you enjoy that fifth rounder. Yeah, I, uh, I, I will. I will because now we don't have a limit on minor leaguers, no, so my team will be great. Neither here or there. Um, um, no, the the Mets don't have the Mets have literally one reliever, and but here's the thing: I think the Mets have one reliever. The Mets are going to tell me we have multiple. They have Robert Gazelman, who I think is. They have uh, Daniel Zamora, who I guess is fine against left-handed pitchers. They have Drew Smith. Ooh, Who's a guy? Um, <laughs> they they need a, they legitimately need to sign three back end relievers for me to even they need to sign three back end relievers and a catcher for me to start drinking the Kool Aid, and uh, I just don't see it happening. Uh, all right, well, listen. Here's what they're gonna sign. They're gonna they're they're, they're gonna sign Brad Boxberger, and I'm gonna convince myself that's, that that's a, that's good. That is an issue. I um, fucking hate. I hate myself. Like I know this shit's gonna happen. The, it's going to be January 15th, and the Mets are going to announce like a two-year, $12 million contract for Brad Boxberger. And I'm going to come on the podcast and be like, you know, Ryan, his FIP in 2016 <laughs> was 191. Listen, I like and Brad Boxberger. I, I think, he was a, I, I think it was environmentally uh, charged what for, happened. A former, raise, former raise great, but uh, man, Arizona, not too great. Uh, I really, I really, we, really fucking hate myself. Before we go, I just want to say, if you're mm. a, a fan in the AL East, you are not going to have a good time the next couple of years. Well, unless you're a fan of the Red Sox or the Yankees. Oh, oh the Rays are going to be good too. Unless They're, you're a fan of the Red Sox or the Yankees. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because you know what the Rays are going to do? High and Bloom's going to strip that team down again in three years when they can't get over the fucking hump. They're going to get over the hump in three years. That's I think so. Yeah, I do. They, the... The amount that's coming up to that farm system now, it's it's so absolutely loaded that they'll be competing. And you guys, they're all each all three of those teams are just gonna cannibalize each other. Now the Red Sox are too strong. It's just they're unbearable. It's gonna be a real issue for years to come. So if you're the Orioles, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you got nothing going on for the next like six, seven, eight years. You're screwed. Well, yeah, that's the Orioles have the the Orioles are they have to be the worst franchise in baseball because not only is it a bad 25 man roster, it's a bad farm system. Oh, it's awful. Uh, it's, it's, Oh, it's truly awful. Like the, the, the return they got for Manny Machado is almost laughable. It, um, it, the, the best prospect they put in their system in all their trades was probably what Dylan Tate. It was actually Yosnel Diaz. Yep. That's oh, right. I like I, I do like him from the Dodgers, but I don't like I didn't like him as the main piece. Yeah, but he was the main piece, and yeah. they, and the Dodgers sold high on a kid called Rylan Bannon, who was a five nine guy who was overproducing by like a lot. It's, 
It's terrifying. And the Dylan Tate being the best piece for Zach Britton. Congratulations. You got yourself a middle reliever. Oh, boy. Just brutal for the Orioles. Yeah, and, and they missed they missed on Victor. They, they went through all this to get as much um, international signing bonus money as they could. Yep. And they whiffed on the Mesa brothers. Yep. And they whiffed on Gaston. They whiffed on all of them. Hey, uh, your Rays got Gaston. Listen, though. listen. I, I, that Rays team. You just listen to me now. <laughs> Wander Franco is the savior. You do like Wander Franco. I'm getting a jersey. That's how much I like him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a Yankee fan, I would, I would call that sacrilege. He's 18 years old. So uh, I'm super excited for him. Uh, I will say one more thing about the AL East, and we'll get the hell out of here. At least if you're a Toronto fan, you have Vlad Jr. So get get ready for that. That's going to be super fun to watch. But other than that, you're fucked too. All right. While we're here, there's one more thing I want to do. One more thing. I just I, – I'm Brody Van okay. Okay. Wagen. Are you going to list all the Mets? Clients. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just know okay. all those clients because uh, these okay. are these are the only guys that the Mets could uh, I'm could ready fucking for sign. I'm here. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. 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 Um, I'm getting excited. We made twenty five million dollars in commissions last year. Uh, good looking, good looking cat. Uh, he he's got he's got penis. Robinson Cano, Brody Gly. Yeah, that's not uh, happening. Oh my god, uh, Rusny Castillo. Remember when the Red Sox gave him the fucking bag? Yeah, nice job. Yeah, that's great. Um, Cespedes, we know of. This is really fucking shitty. Who the fuck is Pat Brisson? Yeah, you're screwed. Um, <laughs> No, hold on, hold on, None of this hold on, is really – this list part did not work out for you. I, I, I know you thought this would be a good segment, but no, it is not. I'm waiting. Mm. I'm just filling time for you currently. Yeah, no, we're going to go to Wikipedia because yeah. Wikipedia knows all. I think it's time to end the show. No, I want to I wanna know. Okay, cool. You, uh, we're never going to know. Uh, he did negotiate. Yep, yep. Greg is – this is you listening to Greg reading at Bullish Road Breakaway. Yeah, no, this ain't gonna work. No, it's not. He was a he was a starting right fielder for the Stanford Cardinal baseball team in nineteen ninety three and ninety four. Good for him. Uh, he graduated with a bachelor's degree in communication. So well, I, he, I that, what did I do in my life to graduate with a bachelor's degree in communication and you, not you be did not Brody have Van Wagenen? Good hookups. Yeah, I might know more about baseball than Brody Van Wagenen, though. So that concerning. But he can talk Brody. real well, Greg. All right, we're out of here. Thanks for listening to our MLB bonus. This was a lot of fun, Greg. I love you, buddy. We're out of here. Bye.